0: Is Dr. Google a liar? Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we'll be talking about researching medical topics online on Access Health Radio. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike Davis, and we'd like to acknowledge the companies that support our program. Thanks to Marley Drug in Weston salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower even than the big box retail pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com, M-A-R-L-E-Y-D-R-U-G.com. Dr. Forrest, if people would like to get more information after the show or find out information
1: about your practice in Apex, where can they find that?
0: Well, if listeners would like information about our medical practice in APEX, they can go to acchealth.com, that's dot com, or they can call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919 919- Three six three zero one nine zero. If listeners have general questions That are not emergent And they'd like to have those Possibly answered on the air During one of our mailbag shows They can go to our website At accesshealthradio.com They can also uh, like our page on Facebook If they'd like to And after the show If they find out they have a friend They'd like to hear the show Or maybe they missed part They want to hear again uh, They can listen to an on-demand podcast At wptf.com And we'll also provide links to that On our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. So Dr. Forrest, uh, from the topic title today, Dr.
1: Google, I know a lot of folks are guilty of using the internet to be their doctor. I, I count myself among those. Some Google their symptoms, uh, others Google their medications or their own diagnoses. Now, as I understand it, today you're going to talk about some of the good and bad uses of the internet when it comes to our health.
0: Yes. Uh, You know, even as recently as the 1980s, when a patient had symptoms or they were taking a medicine or they were diagnosed with a condition, the primary resource they had easily available to do so uh, or to do some research was asking their friends and family. Uh, often there was one person in that family that people considered sort of their medical expert in their life. Those people might be a, might be a nurse in your family, or it might be a cousin that worked at the hospital. It might even be a nutritionist uh, or a personal trainer, but there was usually... You know, one person in your circle of friends and family that you sort of felt like was your non-official medical person that was your medical expert, and it wasn't as easy to research something. And uh, back then, uh, I know you will remember this, but Mm -hmm. when you did research, a lot of times you had to spend a lot of times looking through index card files in libraries trying to track down actual paper publications. Yep, that was my (laughs) Google, all right. Yeah, Yeah. the card catalog. So (laughs) so, uh, you know, fast forward to today, and it only takes. Siri, 10 seconds to tell me exactly how many miles it is to the moon, and I can translate almost any language with my phone instantaneously. Now, that technology is also now used by patients to research health issues. So whether they are looking up their symptoms or researching a new prescription or diagnosis, information is readily and quickly available. It also is generally available much faster than someone could get in to talk with their doctor. And this is definitely a double-edged sword. So, you know, honestly, I think it's great the amount of support and information people can easily get now. And I encourage my own patients to use internet resources to get uh, information for specific health uh, issues all the time. However, as you might guess uh, or know, not a hundred percent of what is on the internet is true. And what? Once, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, when, and when someone trusts an unreliable source for health information, those consequences can be fatal.
1: Okay, so now you've mentioned that uh, you've told some of your patients that they can use the Internet uh, for some health questions. What are some of the things that you have told your patients that they
0: could look up without getting in trouble? Well, first, I would encourage patients to ask their personal health care provider for sites or resources they recommend specific to their medical conditions. You know, just getting patients to a reputable and trusted website can really be helpful for them. Uh, I will actually post uh, a list of some good websites for patients to use uh, for health on our website at accesshealthradio.com. But one of the ones I I, I really like and use uh, for patients all the time is the Mayo Clinic site. But there are many others that are really very good. Uh, Second, people should never change their prescription medication regimen based on something they see on the Internet. Uh, many people have died, had strokes, ended up paralyzed, or even a local case of severe burns after following some internet advice. So if you see something on the internet that makes you think you ought to change your prescription medication, you always need to check with your personal physician before you stop or change anything. And this not does not just apply to the internet. It also applies to things like commercials on TV or talk shows. Uh, there have even been some estimates that after a particular talk show, which I won't mention, uh, aired a few years back, that there were over 30,000 extra deaths Mm. that month, and it was due to people stopping their medications they've been prescribed. And that was just from one talk show that people watch. So uh, any website that is promoting a book, selling supplements uh, as alternatives, or that is not edited or monitored by a licensed health professional, really needs to be taken with a grain of salt, and particularly... If the culture of the website is very political, so I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on, if you're going to a website for health information and it's very politicized, uh, you have to wonder about the, the the true underlying motives of that site. Sometimes it's got its own agenda. So many times when people have a product to sell, uh, you know, they will stir up controversy with health information um, and because they know that people may get very passionate about that and uh, stirring up that controversy can make quite a profit or promote the cause of that website even if the actual health facts are not valid or overstated wow i can see there's going to be a lot of great information still to come but first it's time for the access health tip of the week Anytime you're diagnosed with a medical condition or prescribed a medication, there may be a temptation to put it into Google and see what pops up. While I think it is a good idea to do research on your own diagnosis and medication to stay better informed, you have to be careful about the source of the information. So reputable organizations like the Mayo Clinic, the American Academy of Family Physicians, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Center for Disease Control are some of the best places to get good information. And again, I'll post a list of internet resources that I encourage my own patients to use on our website at accesshealthradio.com. He is Dr. Brian Forrest, a board-certified family
1: physician. Dr. Google is not. Can we trust it? Stick around after the break. We'll find out here on Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. We come your way each Sunday afternoon here on WPTF. I'm Mike Davis, and we're talking about Dr. Google behind his back this week. We sure are, because uh, is he reliable? That's our topic. Dr. Forrest, I heard that uh, recently there was an article in the New York Times on this topic, and actually it was called, "Is uh, Dr.
0: Google is a liar. Do you agree? <laughs> well, uh, yes, I, I think it is a good article for people to read. It was actually written by a cardiologist, and it makes some good points. Uh, one of the things it talked about was all of the uh, cancer patients that have been duped by the Internet into using unproven treatments. And in those patients, it made them 250% more likely to die. He also goes on to discuss popular internet conspiracy theories related to health and how in some situations, people have not received their life-saving medication because of them believing something that they actually just read on the internet. There are some things that are facts, and the internet is great to help find many of those facts. On the other hand, the internet is also full of passionate opinions that get presented as facts, when often they are totally false. So also remember that media, uh, no, no finger pointing here today, but uh, mm-hmm. often media often oversimplifies or sensationalizes medical headlines because that helps ratings and makes people stay tuned in and the more attention that their website gets the more advertising dollars they get as well so generally this means they only present the part of a study or health issue that will grab people's attention for maximum shock value uh, for example and this is a real reference uh, to something that was actually mentioned in this uh, new york times article one website called natural news says and i quote though most people think cancer tumors are bad They're actually the way your body attempts to contain the harmful cells and keep them localized and encapsulated. If the tumor wasn't there to interfere with normal functions, then surgery simply compounds the risk of spreading harmful cells that would otherwise remain contained. What And that kind of crazy stuff... People read, and they actually believe it. They think that's an absolute fact. And so the danger is, you know, some of these websites are very well written. It's not that they have spelling errors or grammar errors, and sometimes people throw all kinds of credentials around. But uh, the truth is the fact that, uh, you know, anybody with any kind of credentials behind their name could have said that, and it still wouldn't be true. Uh, But you just have to be careful. But, uh, you know, that's a site. It looks like a real news site. Um, and it's one of the ones that was referenced in that article. But if I went on Google, the thing is, Google a lot of times ranks searches based on how many people click on a search. you know? And so something like that's going to grab people's attention. Oh, is cancer really not bad? Is cancer really a, a mechanism for your body? And if people see that and click on it, that may actually change the search results. so it might be the very first thing that pops up on that Google page. But just because it pops up first doesn't make it the most accurate or the most true. So we've got to keep that in mind.
1: Now, what what about Doc? If a website I end up on at online or an article I'm reading was written by a medical doctor or a health professional, they've got
0: MD after their name. Does that mean I can trust it? Well, you know, being an MD, I wish that were the case. Unfortunately, having a doctor, nurse, or you know any other health professional or the author. Uh, or editor having any certain degree does not necessarily mean that the website contains truthful information or good advice. In some cases, it does. But how do you know which is and which isn't? Sometimes people that have advanced health degrees use the internet or online writing for another income source. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as they do not use the credibility of their degree to profit from generating controversy that comes from medical misinformation. So, you know, if you said something radical like, All antibiotics cause cancer, even if it was completely false. You could probably sell a lot of books to people wanting to read that and would get tons of clicks on your website, which could generate a lot of advertising dollars. So, now let me say while I think most licensed health professionals are very ethical people, and when they present medical information online, they do their very best to present accurate information, but the exceptions are really dangerous. And, you know, sometimes it is really hard to tell fact from fiction online. And I've seen this with my own patients, I've had patients come in and they uh, I'll never forget I had this patient who asked me if I'd heard about this specific condition, and I had to admit I had not heard of it, so I went to the biggest medical textbook I could find. It's about uh, four inches thick, and it's one that we use to look up anything even rare, and I couldn't find the name of the disease he mentioned, and I thought, well, it's because I just thought it was something I missed in medical school, but, uh, you know, it turns out, he said, well, this it's written by this doctor at this website, and so I went and looked at that website, And this was a guy who was making millions of dollars uh, on a book he had written uh, about a disease that didn't exist that he named after himself. And uh, the, but the the symptoms were things like tired sometimes, occasional headaches, uh, occasionally worn out at the end of the day. You know it, were, it was things where anybody could read that website and think, "Hey, that's me," and and really get passionate about thinking they had that condition. So you really have to be careful. even when a site has credentials, uh, you want somebody to to back that up and say, yes, that's you know that's valid information. I probably shouldn't say this,
1: but it reminds me of something that someone told me one time. Do you know what they call the person who graduates last in his or her medical class? Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, right. That's right. It's true. After the break, we'll be going uh, to discuss key points. We'll have the Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week as we badmouth Dr. Google right here on That's Access right. Health Radio. Welcome back. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician Dr. Brian Forrest. His uh, apex location, uh, Access Health, is uh, just around the corner here. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us today as uh, we talk about Doctor Google. Is he a liar? And the answer is sometimes, sometimes yes. Yeah, that's the that's the tough part. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So we're trying to give you some knowledge today so that you can filter out uh, what just doesn't quite seem to sound right to you but first we'd like to take a moment to acknowledge
0: the companies that support access health radio you know one thing people can do to keep their medical costs down is getting the best possible price on their prescription medications and i've mentioned on the show before i actually get some of my own prescription medication from marley drug in weston-salem because it makes my own out-of-pocket costs less than if i used my insurance at some of the other pharmacies um, and they'll securely mail my prescription free of with free shipping at costs that are much lower than if I use my insurance to get it anywhere locally. So just recently they added, and I'm gonna mention these medications because many of you out there may be taking these, they're very popular, mm-hmm. but they recently added generic Crestor, Lipitor, Aircept, and Cymbalta to their flat priced list. And this is a huge savings. I checked this morning before the show, and the price at our local Walgreens in Apex was $64 for a one-month supply of generic Resuvastatin or Crestor, and that was with a GoodRx coupon. So $64 with a GoodRx coupon there at that Walgreens. And from Marley Drug, a one-month supply of that same exact medication without a coupon and without insurance is only $5.82. So that's a huge discount. It's 91% off. So, make sure you check out Marley Drug. If your doctor is prescribing your medications to a local pharmacy, you know, and I always support local business, but, you know, Marley Drug is a local community pharmacy in Winston-Salem. But you really should check it out. And all they have to do is send the prescription just like they would any other pharmacy, it just goes to Marley. And you could really be seeing huge savings, even off what your your drugs might cost with your insurance. And again, that's marleydrug.com. And we've had Dave Marley here on the show to uh, talk
1: about uh, what he's doing. So, it was a fascinating show. It's time now for our
0: Access Health Trivia of the Week. And sure enough, we're talking about Google. So, According to Harvard Health Publishing, the top 10 Google searches on health for last year were hiccups, kidney stones, snoring, feeling tired, the flu, normal blood pressure, cholesterol, the cause of high blood pressure, ADHD, and lupus. So I figure, Mike, since those were so popular last year, maybe we should include some of those as topics in future shows. Hey, it's
1: a great (laughs) idea. I'm looking at some of those, and I'm I'm wondering,
0: what in the world causes hiccups? There you go. I'm I'm, I'm interested. So so maybe we'll do that on uh, one of our mailbag (laughs) or Q&A shows, or if nothing else, we'll we'll give hiccups its own show. We'll see about (laughs) (laughs) it. All right. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. So, Dr.
1: Forrest, what are some key things that people should take away from this week's show about Dr. Google.
0: First, uh, modern technology like cell phones and the internet has provided us with quick access to lots of good medical information that can make us better health consumers than ever before. However, Where there are facts, sometimes there are also falsehoods and lies, and it is important to use reputable online sources when you're researching health information and avoid sites that put forth strong political opinions, conspiracy theories, or have passionate stories. Sometimes these websites might be tops in the Google search apps because they're so controversial and they're headline grabbing, uh, and lots of people may have clicked on them, but that doesn't necessarily mean they represent accurate information. Lastly, and most importantly, never change your prescriptions. Stop something your physician has prescribed without discussing it with your personal physician. Also, taking something that supposedly has medical benefits without getting a trusted professional opinion from someone that you know really can be dangerous, especially if it is intended to replace something prescribed by your doctor. I think that is great advice. Uh, Remember,
1: don't just trust something you click on. Actually talk to your personal physician. Well, Doc, that is about all the time that we have for this week, but we have covered a lot of ground, and I know uh, people may have uh, questions. How can they get in touch with you in case they uh, do want to ask you some follow-up questions on Dr.
0: Google? Well, if uh, folks have questions about uh, our show today, they can always go to accesshealthradio.com. They also can uh, always look us up at our our Apex practice, which is uh, 919 363 And the website there is easy. It's acchealth.com. And, you know, if you do send a question in or email it, you can email it to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Those questions, we'd be glad to, to put in a future mailbag episode and answer on air. Uh, those shows are a lot of fun, and we usually do one about every quarter. So uh, we may have one coming up here pretty soon. So, uh, But that concludes our show for this week, and hopefully you're going to be able to use this information to be a, a healthier consumer. Uh, our scripture this week is from Matthew 7, 15, and is part of the Sermon on the Mount. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravaging wolves. Thanks again for listening to the Access Health Radio Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.